0: You're listening to The Overcast, sunshine on a cloudy day, part of the Oversoul Gaming Channel. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to The Overcast, the entertainment podcast focused on fun. I am your host, Justin, a.k.a. Oversoul.
1: <laughs> and I am Nick. Nick. That's A.K.A. You. the vaping fiend, also the
0: co-host. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. And we're bringing you sunshine on a cloudy day. All right. Well, this episode is uh, we're going to be digging deep into Summer Game Fest, which which just ended, basically um, after a w- after like a week of showcases. Uh, it finally came to a close. Yes. And um. With in in light of that, since it is basically one big media update, we yes. will be skipping the media corner this episode, and uh, we'll be Sorry. we'll be giving some very brief life updates, and then we'll just jump straight into the topic of Summer Game Fest. It'll be a combined media corner and topic at the same time today. So, all right, uh, what's up with you, Nick? Uh, what's uh, what's new? Oh man.
1: That- Like, so, June 3rd, June 3rd, Saturday, June 3rd, I went to the Pride uh, alley party, the Rockford Pride alley party hosted by the Office Nightclub, and I had an absolute fucking blast. I just, I needed that day. That was a day for me. I, um, I haven't been to something... As as far as a community gathering like that in such a long time, it was much needed. That was my mental health day, and it's that was, and I and I and I, I I, I the best part about that was the fact that I could go there mm-hmm. and not hide who I am. Amen to that, my brother. Cause remember I was n- I was never in the closet. <laughs> I was in the cupboard with all the other pants.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Mhm. Yes. 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 I um it was fun. Much m- they they had drag queen bingo. They had drag queen per- pop- pop-up drag queen performances. Oh, and it was so much fun. I loved every minute of it. Even got to see some familiar faces, some old friends that I haven't seen in a while.
0: That is awesome. Uh, I'm glad that you got to be able to go do that, and I'm I'm, I'm glad to see these um, progressive movements happening more frequently and rapidly and whatnot. It is... You know, I, I don't have a funny catchphrase for my thing, though. Like, it, mine is just like... Oh, all my relationships fell apart, but it turns out I'm the demisexual. Oops. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. So, no, even though the mayor does this every year, because this was my first pride event out as uh out, out as pansexual, um it was special. So the the, the mayor of Rockford declared the month of June Rockford Pride Month. And that was special to me because it was my first Pride event out.
0: <clears throat> very, very nice. Um
1: Yeah. So it was it was special. You
0: had a uh orientation, basically first day on the job today at your new job. Tell me about yes! this.
1: Taco Bell, yes, um, not sponsored. So they had, no, yeah, definitely not sponsored. No, I, I love, I, I love the fact that I can get, I, I can get free tacos. Um, <laughs> no. One of my coworkers looked at me today and he said, "Are you hungry? I can make you something." I'm like, I'm not gonna say no. So I tried the new steak, ve- steak. Chili Verde, fried burrito, and when I say, "Holy shit!" <laughs> this burrito was amazing. I tried the uh, the fries; those were good too. Nice, amazing,
0: very nice.
1: But I, yeah, no, it's just I. Th- everything was up done on the computer, though. Um. Like they had issues adding my direct deposit information. They had issues uh, updating my address. And, Holy crap! Um, just yeah, no. I had I got. I'm going back tomorrow for uh, uh, to finish up all that stuff and watch all the videos that I need to that I need to watch and um. I'll um. <clears throat> Uh, they'll be able. To, um, I'll be there from noon to three p.m. We'll hope, uh, hopefully, they'll
0: have it fixed by then. Jeez, um, I hope well, so. I mean, I did two and a half years at Taco yeah. Bell. <laughs> I did two and a half years. I make it sound like a prison sentence. Mm-hmm. I mean, fa- eh. fast food <laughs> is kind of like uh, an initiation. You know, it's like you you do your time. You know, and then you know, I did my, I did my time. Yeah. I'm a custodian now. I'm not going back. 'm you can't make me right I, I won't never I did
1: two. I was I did I did two and a half years of security <laughs> you went yeah you
0: went the other way um
1: I you did, it's, I did.
0: no it's it's cool though look you I think you'll Free talk I think you'll wrong. fit in perfectly there honestly and I cannot wait to hear your um our slash entitled parents and our slash Karen stories. Um,
1: Karen stories, oh yeah, I'm sure I'll get some. Yeah,
0: oh, well, you definitely will. You definitely will. I have a few of my own, but we'll save that for another episode. Just, that's, um, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but, I know when I worked there, it, the, the, the menu was very easy to learn because it was all basically touchscreen pictures. So, like, it was like a, yeah. a freaking like, kindergarten level, you know. Um, They've got two
1: of those at my Taco Bell. Yeah,
0: yeah, so... Yeah, they should have, like, one in the drive-thru and two in the lobby. At least.
1: Okay.
0: Yep. Okay, cool. And, um, I guess guess there is one more thing. You finally got your cat from me, and uh, she's named Nibbler after the character from Futurama.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay, so I figured that out today. I'm like, she looks like Nibbler from Futurama. Mm-hmm. She does. She'll. So I've decided that her her name is officially Nibbler.
0: That's that's good. Yep. That's that's good. Actually, I do I do like that. That is a <clears throat> a lot more. There's a yeah. lot more thought put into that than socks. <laughs> from <I'm> being honest,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Socks Socks is, like, one of the most generic
0: cat names you could possibly come up with.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You're not wrong. Uh,
0: Holy shit. Yeah, it's funny because my family and I, for the most part, we all name our pets after things from movies and TV shows that we like. Um, So. And video games. I mean... Let's see. I've got uh, Mufasa in here. I've got an Amicia. Mm-hmm. You've never the only people who know who know Amicia are people who played the Plague Tale games. You say that to anybody else, and they're going to be confused as hell. Like that's I'm like, um, and yeah. it's not
1: just that's not. Ex- I've never played the games, but I know about. That's it.
0: not exclusive to me though either. Like my my uh, brother and his wife, and my sister and her husband both do that. With their pets. Um, Ryan and Carissa, uh, Arya nice. is named after Arya Stark from Game of Thrones.
1: Um, That's uh, Sarah's daughter's name, is yeah, Arya. Yeah, they
0: got, a, they got um, uh, a cat or something named uh, aimed after the main character from an anime, Black Clover. Is that Appa? I can't remember. But there Wait. is, yeah, and Dalton's got two dogs, App- Dalla and Kida, and Kida's named after Kita from Atlantis the Lost Empire. Yep, nice. yep,
1: yep. Um wasn't uh didn't you did you say that uh of, oh, Dal- Dalton named one of his cats uh after Arya from Game no, of Thrones?
0: Ryan's dog is Arya from Game of Thrones.
1: Oh, Ryan's Ryan's dog is Arya. Yeah, okay. Ryan's Ryan and dog Chris's Arya. dog. Okay. Yep.
0: Um yeah, okay. and the cat that Dalton and Lindsay got from us is named, well, they got two cats from us. One of them is Bagheera from The Jungle Book, and the other is Pazu from okay. Pazu from Okay um, uh, one of the Studio Ghibli movies. I can't remember which one, though. I think it's the Howling Castle one.
1: Okay. Um, the Howling Castle, okay. Yeah,
0: so, anyways, yeah, we all named, like, you know, we got Tigger here, too, is one of the cats. So, yeah, so... They're just yeah, they're all tinker. just named I they're tinker. all just named after things and stuff. So
1: Muf- Mufasa is just a a living stuffed animal. Yeah, Mufasa <laughs> is the,
0: the, the best. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, and I okay. Um I don't really have any huge life updates myself. I do have updates. It's just, the biggest thing is that I've, you know, working days at work now because school is done and I'm a custodian and during the summer mm-hmm. we work during the day. And instead of doing five days, eight hours, we're doing four days, 10 hour days, and man, these 10 hour days are killer. I hate it. I also hate work during the day. It's horrible, it's awful. but mm-hmm. the, the work is still the work is still fairly easy and it's good pay, so I'm not complaining too much. And I still have a lot of right. free, I still have a lot of freedom and independence, so it's not too terrible, but fuck me, I hate getting up at like three in the morning <laughs> to be at work at five in the morning. Uh- you know i can't say i blame you so um i i much prefer the second shift because I, when i basically i get home and then like i fall asleep around midnight then i wake up around like 9:30 and then i have like several hours of free time before i have to be at work you know and then but it feels like with these longer days and mornings it feels like i have no free time at all i get home i have like 2 hours of free time i fall asleep and then like it's 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 harder to stay awake at like 2:30 in the morning than it is at like 11 in the morning. <laughs> so yeah. So that's just yeah, especially when you're smoking and staring at a screen and all that, it just gets the eye strain. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Screw it. So, um, but thankfully it's only a quarter of the year, I don't have to worry about it for too long. Um, then we'll be back to normal. That right. also <laughs> kinda sucks too. By the time I finally get used to and my body finally gets used to this new schedule, I will like will turn around and school will be back on and I'll be back to nights again. So Mhm. I mean it literally is just from like June until the end of August. It's it's only like, yeah, like a month and a half or so. Um, The good news is I get three-day weekends because I get Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Yeah. Um, And there are holidays where I get bigger weekends. So, like, I had, like, a, I have a four-day weekend coming up this weekend because of Juneteenth, Um, so I'll have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. And then when the Fourth of July comes up, I'm going to have a five day weekend with two of those days being paid <clears throat> paid holidays. So that's nice. Nice. Right. So I'm going to have my normal Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, and I'm going to have Monday the third and Tuesday the fourth off as well. So and, that's, and there was, those uh, two days those two days will be be paid. Um, Besides that, the only other thing I uh, have going on is over here on the YouTubes, I started a new Let's Play of Amnesia the Bunker. Um, one episode's out now. Um, if people want to check it out, that is, you know, it's it's a brand new Let's Play, so it's a good starting point. It's not a very long game, so I don't think it, it'll be a long watch. Um, so.
1: so, did I ever tell you that um, the school bus company that I worked for you know what one of their paid holidays was? What? Super Bowl Sunday. Really? Yeah, I got to. I got paid.
0: That's Wait, no, crazy. I didn't. I wasn't.
1: I was. I was. I was never there for Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, I I left before. I left before the next Super Bowl could happen. Oh well. <laughs>
0: What an amazing setup for such an unsatisfying payoff. <laughs> Thanks for that riveting ta- riveting tale of sadness. Like, hey, did I ever tell you about the the time that I, sl- that I slayed that dragon? Oh, no, wait, that's right. He bit my arm off and I ran away. <laughs> that's-, <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. I love it. Well, you know what, though? You did set me up for a perfect segue, because speaking of the Super Bowl, you know what used to be the Super Bowl of gaming? E3. You know what's not around anymore? E3. You know what E3. we get Three. instead? Yeah, <laughs> Summer Game Fest. Summer
1: Game Fest.
0: <laughs> right. It's, yes. the, it's, 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 it's not E3, but it's the best we can get for now. I know a lot of people seem disappointed, but you know what? they need to pull the stick out of their ass and just learn how to have fun. Be grateful for what you get. Um, so with that, with that in mind, we're going to transition on over to the topic slash media corner of this episode, which is all about Summer Game Fest. Ooh. Yes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Summer Game Fest. All right, everyone. Welcome to this episode's hybrid media corner slash discussion topic. Uh, yes. all about Summer Game Fest and all the things that they, they showed and talked about and diddly-bopped and widdly whooped So, that part. <laughs> um, there was actually the, there was a lot of showcases. Now, we're not going to talk about the PlayStation one because we already did a whole bonus episode dedicated yes, to that. Yes, we did. Like, that's, we, we did a whole separate episode for that one. Um, so this is going to be about everything else that they showed, though. And you may be surprised um, now... I know Nick that you only watched like the bigger podcasts on the list I gave you of ones to check yes. out. Yes, I I checked out everything because like it you know it helps pass the time at work and yeah you know whatnot. <clears throat> but um, the, the shows definitely ranged in quality this year. Uh, but the showing of games was uh, pretty good. Yeah. So oh yes, and I'm I'm not. I'm not sure if all of this counts as an official part of Summer Game Fest, but I'm counting it because a lot of people latch on to the Summer Game Fest hype to do these showcases and live streams around this time of year because this is normally when E3 would have been happening. Yeah. Um, so so they're still doing their thing. So since E3 isn't a thing anymore, we got Summer Game Fest. That's the name of the official showcase hosted by Jeff Keighley. Yes. But... But he did say that, like, Ubisoft and all them were considered part of Summer Game Fest in the thing. So I think it is just considered, like, a whole week-long event now. Yeah. And everything that happens in it, in it is part of it. Yes. So, um, with that in mind, the first thing we had was last Wednesday, Uh um, uh, there was a, a, a thing called the Gorilla Collective. Yes. And, um, it was, um... It was hosted by a couple of fine folks that were um, also representing Dames for Games and Black Voices in Gaming. Okay. And they they showcased a few different games. And I'm going to quick fire down the list here the things that stood out to me the most. Um, I have my notes here. They were Forgotlings, Evil Ludus Duality, Europa, Remnant 2, Pneumata, Demon School, Sacrifier... Kingdom Eighties, Lake Seasons Greetings, or Lake Seasons Greetings, which is a a, an add-on to a game called Lake Little Frog Toad Skater. Um, That one I thought might interest you. Uh, Little Guardsman, By Sweet Carol, Novalis, and Promenade. And there are two specifically I want to call out real quick. Forgotlings, because it's a spin-off to a game that I did a let's play of a while ago called Forgotten Anne, that's about, like, a okay. world where people's discarded, discarded items come to life and become sentient. They're called Forgotlings. Okay. Um... Yeah, it's really cool. A very interesting art style. And I also wanted to call out Little Guardsman, or Little Guardsman, because from what I saw of that one, it's kind of like Papers, Please, but in a more cartoony fun way. Okay. Because you are a kid, you're playing a guardsman. In a medieval time, and every person that comes up and tries to pass through, you have to decide whether or not to approve them passing through, reject them passing through, or send them to prison Mm -hmm. based off the way they answer your questions and stuff. Okay. You know, like, it's kind of like... You know, process of elimination, detective work, stuff. Yeah. So that's what I got out of that one. But then the very next day, um, the very the big thing that really kicked all this off was the official Summer Game Fest showcase with Jeff Keighley hosting on stage in front of a live audience at the YouTube Theater uh, with a bunch of like uh, celebrity cameos and developer (laughs) uh, interviews and stuff like that. Yes. So um, what I have. What I have on my list for the highlights here, I'll just run through them real quick and then we can talk about them, is um, Prince of Persia, Mortal Kombat 1, Nicolas Cage, um, Sonic Superstars, Lies of P, Sandland, Alan Wake 2, Spider-Man 2... Pal World, Final Fantasy 7 Ever Crisis, Banishers, Marvel Snap, Twisted Metal TV Show, Immortals of Avium, and the Final Fantasy 7 remake sequel, Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Okay. Alright. So, um, I'll <laughs> let you go first on this one. What was the standout to you from the main showcase? Dude,
1: okay. So, you know that there's a, a, a very big possibility that I might be related to Nicholas Cage, so yeah. The, of course, the Nicholas Cage in Dead by Daylight definitely <laughs> stood out to me. Um, that that and the trailer or the uh, the sneak peek that we got of the Twisted Metal Twisted Metal show uh, for Peacock. That one stood out too because yes, Sweet Tooth is voiced by. Uh, Will Arnett, but he is actually played. The character itself is played by former WWE superstar, current AEW superstar Samoa Joe.
0: I saw a lot of people online complaining about the um, uh, complaining about the, the 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 tone of it, where um, he he is. Uh, you know being goofy and dancing and singing that song and all that but people are thinking too heavily about Twisted Metal Black and the 2012 one because before <coughs> those games Twisted Metal was campy and goofy like it was dark comedy Twisted Metal Black was the first one to be more serious and horror focused N- and that was my favorite Twisted Metal game to be fair but um it's cool yeah i'm
1: i'm excited um I, I yeah, can't, I can't. And Anthony Mackey
0: is um, Anthony Mackie is John Doe, which is another reoccurring character in the series. <laughs> mm-hmm. Usually drives the road roadkill. Yeah. is the vehicle that one that he drives. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I'm wondering if we're gonna see other familiar faces eventually, like Warthog, Axel, um, maybe Spectre, maybe. You know. That'd be interesting. Um, Yeah, I'm curious. I hope this turns out well. It is supposed to be campy. Twisted Metal is supposed to be campy. So they did get the tone right if they're going for pre-Twisted Metal Black Twisted Metal, like 1, 2, and 3 on the PS1. Those ones? Yes. Um, There was even, remember Twisted Metal Small Brawl, where they were like kids controlling RC cars? No, Um, I don't remember that. It was like like the Twisted Metal version of Muppet Babies. (laughs) Yeah, it was on the PS One. Oh, yeah, I see, I
1: swear to God, it I, was a thing. I never, I never got, I never had a PS One, so I, uh, oh, I never got okay, that, oppor- okay. never got okay. that opportunity.
0: So, what was your first Twisted Metal game then? Because most of them were on the PS One up until Black
1: on the PS Two. Twisted Metal Black. When I played with you.
0: Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Mm-mm, fair enough. <laughs> well, I mean that was my that was my favorite one. So um, and uh, okay, and then I... cool. You know you can actually buy that on the PS4. Can you? Yeah, it's a digital PS2 game. You can buy it on the PS4. Twisted Metal Black, nice. the original PS2 game, nice. uh, with trophy support. Nice. Now, okay. Um, I def I have to say, it was one hell of a way for them to open the show with a surprise announcement that literally nobody saw coming. A new Prince of Persia game. Dude! Like, that was... Dude, I love... Like, I'm I'm interested just because of, like, the 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 theatricality of that alone, you know? I (laughs) Like,
1: I was impressed. I fucking loved the Prince of Persia games when I was a kid. Like, that shit was a huge, major fucking surprise. Um... And this one's shifting things up a little bit,
0: but Prince of Persia's always tried to be, like, tonally in with the times, right? Yeah, so, like, like, you had, like, the animation on you know, this one
1: is... Prince of Persia on the... The animation on this one is, is interesting. Uh, it's not definitely not what I would have normally expected from a Prince of Persia game.
0: And, um... Yeah, yeah, it looked... I, I like it, though. I like that. I, I like, like the, it too. the style that I, they're going for, honestly.
1: I like it, too.
0: Um, But, like, you know, they're like back on the PS2, you had, like, the emo prints back when and it was, like, you know, heavy metal and Godsmack and all that. Like, this one's more of, like, a modern hip-hop vibe, and I'm digging it.
1: You know? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's nice.
0: 100%. So, that was a good... And then, like, and then... <laughs> And then, as, it, as if, like, we we barely get any breathing room after that nice surprise, and then, boom, immediately we're hit with, like, this glorious trailer for Mortal Kombat 1, where the story is that at the end of Mortal Kombat yes. 11, Liu Kang became, a, like, a, a, a god, and he, like, reset the timeline, so this new Mortal Kombat is technically Mortal Kombat 12, but they're calling it Mortal Kombat 1, because it's the beginning of a new timeline. So it is... A soft reboot in the same way as God of War twenty eighteen. Yeah, was, yeah. You I, know I, where it's it's still it's still can, canonical to everything that came before, but it's a it's a new starting point as well. Um, and holy hell, those fatalities! My God, bro, you I, ain't I, that's lying. I, I love seeing that.
1: You ain't lying
0: though. That was amazing. Hell
1: yes, those fatalities. <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs>
0: And I'm not you know, normally I'm not much of one for fighting games, but like I do I, I was very impressed by what they showed of this and it like oh. the cameo system where you get like a like a tag team thing where another fighter comes in and does a couple moves for you or they can do their own fatality. Yeah. And it's a lot of throwback stuff, like like Jack's turning big and stomping on people is like from the original mm-hmm. game. Yep. Yeah. It's insane. Yep. yep. Um Uh, let's say Sonic Superstars looked good to me as far as Sonic games go. I like that they're going back to the traditional formula, but keeping the modern graphics. And it's also four player co-op compatible. So you still get like your Sonic lore. Um, I look, I very much look forward to watching the Game Grumps play it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah, because that's probably how I'm going to experience it. That's how I experience most Sonic games these days. I just watch them. Play Fair because I like Aaron's Sonic voice. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> like, hey, hey, all right. Ch- chili dogs. Gotta go fast. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Alan Wake Two. I can't wait. Oh, I'm so excited! Wow. That comes out this year in October. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a great time, <clears throat> and then. Oh, yeah. um, they they gave us an actual release date for Spider Man Two, yes. and we got to see some artwork with Spider-Man Venom. Spider Man
1: Two, yes, I cannot wait for this. I binge played the first two, the the first two, in under a month, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I I I binged Spider Man Remastered, and then I binged um, Spider Man Miles Morales. I love those games. I cannot wait to play as both Peter Parker and Miles Morales in this new game. I cannot wait.
0: Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Hell yeah. Um I I hope that I hope this game blows the others out the water. Yeah, me now, too. Now at the beginning of this year like mo- like like most years I was like, man, we don't really have a whole lot of game of the year contenders yet, mostly just remakes and stuff. But it looks like the, the end of the year is going to have a lot of strong contenders.
1: Yeah, cuz you um, also got to factor in so. the one game that Ubisoft that, that the one game that Ubisoft um uh, announced that I have every intention on buying in December. Avatar Frontiers yep. of Pandora. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I have. I I need. I know. I need to watch uh, Avatar: The Way of the Water. That is now on HBO Max. eh, Or no, that's not HBO Max anymore. It's just Max. It is on Max, and it is also on Disney Plus. But yeah, I'm just
0: laughing because I imagine if you talk about HBO Max now being Max and like. We were hanging around Kyle and his dog. It would be a real Abbott and Costello situation. Bro, you ain't Who's lying. Who's on first, what's on second? You ain't lying. You know, oh, you know, man. That poor dog would be so confused. Yeah. Um, But okay. Yeah, we're not quite at the Ubisoft yet. But um, yeah, so Spider-Man 2 is looking real good. And Final <clears throat> Fantasy Seven Ever Crisis I've been waiting for. It's a mobile game that basically tells the story of the entire Final Fantasy VII franchise. It's like an episodic mobile game that, like, gives you a very condensed version of, like, literally every game in, in the seven the series, yeah. um, including Crisis Core, Before Crisis, and a few new chapters, actually, a few extra stories not seen before, mm. so worth checking out, and, um, banishers it was uh, was originally showed to us at uh the game awards and now we're seeing more of it and i'm so excited this is from don't nod the people who made vampire and a couple of the life is strange games and um which one was that again and they're making it this is the game where a guy and his ghost wife are ghost hunters like is
1: i might actually play that It,
0: it looks so it looks so cool. It, it, it it's a very original concept, I yes. think. And I'm good. Anything that's an original concept, I think these days deserves support. Yes, absolutely. Just like automatically on the it, ba- on the basis of it that. Sounds you know? good. Um, yeah, and it takes place in medieval times. It gives me Witcher vibes in some kind of Does ways. It? Um,
1: I yeah, I think I remember this. I'm one. looking forward to it. I, th- I I I like the idea. And though.
0: then. And then, of course, um, they ended the show with Final Fantasy VII Rebirth trailer, like a three-minute trailer for that, and it's the sequel to the Seven Remake that came out a couple of years ago, and uh, now that they're out of Midgard, it's into the open world, and it, it looks amazing. Like, I'm very much looking forward to mm-hmm. it. It was a nice surprise to end the show with. We finally... What did disappoint me is that it, it looks like the release has been pushed back to next year. I thought we were going to get it this year, but oh well. Um... But it seems like it'll be early next year, so that's nice. At least it won't be too long of a yeah. wait. And that was that was definitely one hell of a way to end the show. Yeah, and that was like truly uh, amazing. Um, all right, before I move on to the other things, did you? Was there anything else from the main showcase that uh, was on your list? Um,
1: not that I can think of.
0: All right. Well, immediately after the Summer Game Fest showcase was over, we had Day of the Devs, which is um a, a, just a, a tiny a tiny little thing hosted by Tim Schaefer from Double Fine Studios. They made Psychonauts and um a lot of other games. Uh, Brutal Legend, the the Jack Black game. That's uh that's a Double Fine, that's a Tim Schaefer production. Okay. Um so and they talked about a bunch of upcoming indie games from Double Fine and I Am 8-Bit. Um, I watched it. I have a very short list of things that stood out to me from that one, but they are Beastie Ball with, uh, well, I'll I'll tell you what that is in a second, but Beastie Ball, Simpler Times, Viewfinder, Hellskate, Ete, Summer Hill, and Eternites. Um, now, Beastie Ball stands out to me because it's basically Pokemon, but the combat is volleyball and i thought that was a very interesting concept
1: yeah
0: um so i saw that and then hell skate i thought might be interesting to you because you're basically it's skateboarding mm-hmm. in hell <laughs> so yes
1: um yes um God and
0: then man. eternite stood out eternite stood out to me because it's basically a um Basically a JRPG <clears throat> that is, like, based on the end of the world, but it seems to be very tongue-in-cheek because in the trailer, the girl is talking a lot about dating, but also the end of the world, but also dating. It's like they're making fun of Persona. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm interested in that. Um, and then immediately after, well, not long after Day of the Devs, Devolver Digital came up and did their weird-ass shit again. And Devolver Digital makes some great games, but their showcases are always really really fucking weird Mm -hmm. and um it's like a live action adult swim show Mm -hmm. um and usually when they first did it they were just making fun of press conferences in general but this year they decided to make fun of old video game mascots and they created their own mascot called volvi Mm -hmm. and it it was weird but um this is what i had i have a short list from them as well Sludge Life 2, Hellboy the Web of Weird, Shadows of the Damned Remastered, Wizard with a Gun, Talos Principle 2, Baby Steps, and Human Fall Flat 2. And those last two in particular I want to mention because Human Fall Flat is a game I did a Let's Play of with Dalton, Dylan, and Ryan, mm-hmm. and it was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, As That's always. one of those broken physics on purpose. As always. Well, and it's also... it's. Human Fall Flat is one of those broken physics games. Yeah. You know? So it's like it's meant to be goofy. And Baby Steps is one of those games that's like you remember Q-op? Um uh-huh. It's like that or like uh get over it or like those games where like the character intentionally walks weird to be frustrating and you're like falling over all the time and yeah like you're trying to get to the top of the mountain but you keep falling back down because the controls are so purposely broken. Yeah, so Baby Steps and Human Fall Flat 2 were the standouts of that for me. I definitely wanted to point those out. Okay. And then the very the next day There was a couple of things Um, in the morning. There was the Future of Play Direct, which had uh, the standouts to me where Yusuke, Cavern of Dreams, Rekka, Love Shore, Solar Punk, Wild Mender, Bombing 2, Graffiti Paradise, Mm -hmm. Angeline Era, Escape from Miss Wood Mansion, Ascend, Grimfield Mystery, and Slope Crashers. okay. And then... Not long after that was the Wholesome Direct, which was a showcase focused on um, wholesome I games. I did watch like, that you know, one. Just like, you did okay, yeah. Cute, like um, family friendly, cutesy, like relaxing, meditative yeah. games that aren't stressful or hard.
1: I don't, you know,
0: like um, off
1: the top of my head, I can't remember any any of them that really stood out to me. To be completely honest.
0: Well, they showed Beastie Ball in this one again, so that was a standout for yeah. me. I remember I put that on my list again. Mm-hmm. I, I do remember the very first thing—the very first thing they showed was Pico, which was a game about cats running a tea shop, <laughs> um, which stood out stood out to me because it's cats. Uh-huh. Um, but this is what I listed: was Pico, Spirit Swap, Lo-Fi Beats to Match Three Two, because I just found that name funny. Frog. Song. Um, Frog so- yeah, Frog Song, I Am a Caterpillar, Karma Zoo, Ball, Baladins, Beastie Ball, The Guardian of Nature, Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life, Tracks of Thought, Cato, Petite Island, Tall Trails, Calico, and Toaster Ball, which to me looks like it's like, um, like a basketball soccer type deal, but like you're playing as a toaster and you're trying to use the toaster and the bread to block the ball from going into your hole. What? It's very interesting. interesting. Yes.
1: Toaster ball. Okay. Yep. I think that might be one that yep. I have to try.
0: And then we had the future game show, which was the big thing of that day. And that was hosted by none other than Yuri Lowenthal and Laura Bailey, the voices of Peter Parker and Mary Jane Watson in the upcoming Spider-Man Two yes. game, um, and I have a long list from the this future one. game they show. They did have yes. a bunch of stuff,
1: dude.
0: Um, so
1: I'm telling you,
0: they. So my list, my list, real quick was Resistor, Headbangers, Rhythm Royale, Steel Seed. On guard, the Bookwalker, deceit two, Madison VR, Wallace and Grommet in the oh, Grand yes. Getaway, oh, surviving, de- <laughs> yes, the surviving Deponia, uh, Lakeia aged through blood, uh, layers of fear remake, mm-hmm. uh, enhanced portals, death ground or enchanted portals. I'm sorry, death ground, Venture to the vile, unrecord, Daymare 1994, Ruffy in the Riverside, uh, Mythwrecked. Uh, Rekka again Stray Gods, Reveal Pacific Drive, Ludo and Spirit of the Samurai now I do want to talk about Stray Gods for a minute because I just realized Laura Bailey is the main character in that and also um, that is an RPG slash dating slim slash choice based game where, ev- where the characters are singing it's like a musical throughout most of it and all the characters are supposed to be different Greek gods as well that's why it's called Stray Gods. And, but it takes place in the modern day. It's very interesting concept, and I'm very interested in it. Okay. Um, I want to see more. And, of course, the Layers of Fear remake, which is coming out later this month, that I do plan on doing a Let's Play of. It's supposed to be, from what I heard, a remake of the first two games, but also with some new content that adds more to the story. Nice. Like, new chapters and stuff. So, I... Um, I'm, uh, yeah, the the trailer has me very confused because it shows a brand new character at a in a brand new location. So I'm guessing that's what's part of okay. it. So, um, but then also I've seen some like gameplay and other parts of the trailer and stuff that are clearly like moments from the first two games because I've played those. So very interested in that. What were your uh, what were your standouts in this um, future game show?
1: So from what I can remember. Looking at your list here, I don't remember much. But the one thing that <laughs> That's the one fair. thing that stood out the most because I know this, I know this franchise, I know these two, Wallace and Drummond in *The Grand Getaway*. Yes, I cannot wait for this. Oh, can I
0: mention um, real quick headbangers rhythm royale? Can I just say it looks like fall guys but with
1: weird pigeon Dude, you're not wrong. Instead. Yeah, I play I I play <laughs> that shit too. Now that you say now that, now that yeah, you, now, it that you uh, looked- now that you uh now that you, uh, now that you s- described it. Yeah, no, I remember that shit very well. That shit <laughs> looked like something straight out of a fucking acid trip. <laughs> Bro. Oh,
0: it was awesome. Okay. All right. Well, now we're moving into the real the real meat and potatoes of <laughs> it because the very next day. Oh, and before before I get to this, let me just say a quick shout out. I didn't write anything down from it because it wasn't any new stuff, but there was an accessibility showcase where a bunch of disabled game developers and disabled gamers and content creators got on and talked about different games yeah, and, upcoming cool. games and the, exis- the the accessibility settings that they had. Um or are going to have, and, like, like why it's so important to them. Yes. You know, and it, it was all over the map. You had, like, a... A guy in a wheelchair. You had a guy with cerebral palsy. You had like a triple amputee and stuff like that. And they all talked about how important these accessibility options are. You had one guy who was like legally blind, like full on, completely blind, can't see anything, but through accessibility options, can still play video. Games. I like
1: that PlayStation. Amazing. Oh, I like that PlayStation is actually in de- developing a controller for uh, the 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 handicapped the physically disabled and still in the ability to well, it, to yes, uh, yes. play video games
0: yes yep yeah so many things are coming out with that now and then of course the options in the games themselves it's 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 nice it, it's crazy how far technology's come to the fact that you can have one arm and still be able to beat all exactly. the exactly you know that's it insane is.
1: It really is. You
0: know, um, and, you know, another uh, thing I wanted to point out um, I thought was interesting was that this uh, showcase was also hosted by a trans-autistic person, and um, she did a great job. And then I I, I started following her on Twitch, and she did a bunch of, like, um, reaction Mm -hmm. streams to some of the other showcases after doing her own. But, yeah, she talked about how she wanted to squeeze this in during the – as she said – E3 or Summer Game Fest or whatever we're calling this conglomerate of gaming news <laughs> around this time of year now, yeah. you know. Um, so that was kind of tongue-in-cheek mm-hmm. and interesting. But yeah, so it was nice to see nice to see um, some stuff like that pop up. So, um, and then there was also the Tribeca Film Festival. They had a section that, like, focused on games, mm-hmm. but it wasn't really anything worth shaking a stick at. Mostly just kind of, like rehashing. Yeah. But then, um, the real big thing, uh, besides the opening showcase, came on Sunday morning with the Xbox Bethesda Mm -hmm. showcase. And, um, I, uh, I I definitely have a list from this one, and that list goes Fable, South of Midnight, Star Wars Outlaws, Persona 3 Reloaded, Avowed, Hellblade, Hellblade 2, Path of the Goddess, Persona 5, Tacticia, Starfield, Justant, Still Wakes the Deep, Dungeons of Hinterburg, Metaphor, Towerborn, and Clockwork Revolution. Um, (laughs) Definitely a few standouts in this one. Opening with Fable was the right choice. Um, And it it wasn't technically gameplay that we got, but from what I understand, it was... um, in-game footage that was cinem- edited to look cinematic, but like will pro- will later become game. Yeah, Day. Um, you know, like like some of that stuff we saw was the early stages of what will eventually become a fully playable boss battle. Oh yeah,
1: definitely. Um,
0: and it it looked good. Yeah, uh, I, I see they kept the chicken kicking in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it would just wouldn't be fable without the British humor, but they're going for a more modern style in this one, but keeping like the 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 same tone and everything. I can't wait. It's been forever since we heard anything about this game, um, and now we finally got some more updates. I will say, not a lot of release dates in this showcase, but I'm also not that bothered by it because um, everything is going to be in av- my notes here. Everything
1: is going to be available day one on Game Pass.
0: Exactly, which means I'm not stressing over release dates because I don't have to worry about pre-orders. Right, like I'm exactly, just, you know. I'll just keep keep up my Game Pass, and when it comes, it comes. I ain't got to worry about Speaking it. Speaking you know? of Game Pass, um, I
1: fully plan on getting uh, the PC Game Pass for my computer so that I can hook my computer up to my TV, and still be able to play. Uh, I want to get the Game Pass for PC. I was because there was a lot of these games that stood out very nice. Yeah, I was um
0: I was doing that for I was eventually kind of forced into buying the new Xbox cuz I wanted to do a let's play of The Medium and it wouldn't run on the computer. Mm-hmm. But I I bought the cheaper one, the the digital only, the Series S. Um, I'm thinking about cause it cuz it would be good enough to play the game.
1: I'm thinking about it. I think it, I might get a uh, an Xbox not, Series S for the Game Pass. I
0: literally bought it as a Game Pass as, as a Game Pass machine. That was the big main Game reason Pass I bought machine, it. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. Be- because that, that's basically what it is. I use it mostly for exclusives and things that come to Game Pass. But I'm getting my money's worth out of it because Game Pass has a lot of good shit on it already. Oh, hell and clearly yeah. Clearly much more to come. Absolutely. Um, but but yeah, a nice big surprise for me was Star Wars Outlaws. Dude. I was not expecting that. And that is, yes. That is looking good. Yes, it is. The first truly open world Star Wars game brought to you by Ubisoft. So, it's either going to be really good yes. or really bad, right? Um,
1: it can only go one or two ways.
0: And like this is this is a risky gamble, and I respect him for it. I I really really hope it's good. I want it to be good. Oh, me too. Like I, I want so bad to to like it. Me too. Because I'm excited for it. Yeah, and I, I like that it, it does have like the. Um, more newer assassin's creed games thing where you can choose to be stealthy or go all out Uh you know kind of your choice yeah because they showed off all of that later so um oh and shout out to avowed for looking like a mix between the outer worlds and skyrim i uh definitely interested in that because that is it's basically like an elder scrolls game but where you travel to different dimensions yeah I, um, it
1: was that was interesting
0: yeah i'm I'm definitely I, I, interested in that especially like with the weird cell shaded visuals mm-hmm. um it's like almost yeah and of course i, I I, I'm definitely excited for Hellblade 2. The first Hellblade was my 2017 game of the year. Um, this one has been announced several times. Uh, the first Hellblade is one of the most accurate games when it comes to representing mental health. Um, okay. For By a long shot. And uh, I can't wait to see how they go with the second one. Um, like, I'm sure it's going to be massive. Like, they just finished recording The Voices all the voice lines and mocap stuff for it and the game was like announced like years ago so i uh i can't wait um and then like you know a remake of persona 3 that's cool and all um still wakes the deep is another you know horror game on an oil rig which is kind of cool but clockwork revolution i wanted to point out because it looks like bioshock infinite
1: dude yes it does it does look like BioShock. Uh, a brand Infinite. new
0: experimental game. I was
1: gonna say that too. Like, yes, bro, that gives off major BioShock Infinite vibes.
0: I'm very interested. I do like a good steampunk setting. Yes. And I um, and like I, I do like. It looks like it's gonna mess with some time travel stuff. So that's always cool too. Get some powers out of that. Um, yeah. What was your um? Big well, um,
1: all right. So, what
0: were your standouts know, here in the Xbox showcase? So yeah,
1: obviously, Star Wars Outlaws definitely. But the one that stood out to me the most mm-hmm. was Forza. Oh, Forza Motorsport, yeah. I, yes, Forza Motorsport. I like those kinds of games, I enjoy Gran Turismo on PlayStation. Yeah. So, not so naturally, the I'm gonna I'm gonna like the uh, the Forza games. I've never really played any of the Forza games, but I want to. I want to play this. So one.
0: let me tell you, there are two different sets of Forza games. There's Forza Horizon and Forza Motorsport, and Forza Motorsport is more equivalent to like like you said, Gran Turismo, more of a traditional <laughs> racing game. Whereas Mm. Forza Horizon is more of a car, a car PG. It's more of an open world adventure game where you drive to races on the map and participate Mm -hmm. in them. But it's a lot of like drag races and and like open terrain stuff, you know, not professional. Whereas Forza Motorsport Mm. is more professional, traditional racing. Um, Yeah. I don't like the traditional racing games that much so i don't like motorsport that much but i do like forza horizon i played forza horizon 5 a couple of years ago and loved that one um but like nice. like i said forza horizon is more of a car pg is what they're calling them um and a car pg
1: yeah okay
0: RPG, yeah um i like i like that yeah and so that's why i like those ones because they're more like there's like a (laughs) a story and you can name your character and the the game will say your character's name um yeah it's a lot of cool stuff like that so um yeah um I would I would say if you if you go to play the Forza games that's just what you should know is that Motorsport and Horizon are two completely different kinds of racing games even if they both say Forza okay. on them. <laughs> One is a yeah. traditional racing game and the other is like an open world adventure game with racing.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, more akin to like a I would say like a like Need, need for Speed or Burnout. Kind of where you can just, like, drive to your next objective on the map. On the big map. That makes sense. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that makes sense. So,
0: um, anything else from this one for you? Uh, Let me look
1: at the list again. Do we want to talk about Starfield? Yes! Starfield! I almost forgot. I don't know how I almost forgot about Starfield. Oh my god, this game looks so immersive. It looks so well done, and it reminds me almost of Skyrim, but in space, if that makes sense.
0: I would say more like Fallout, but in space.
1: Fallout, but it's in space? It's, um... okay.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, they're both Bethesda games, and you know, the Elder Scrolls that's, is just medieval, medieval Fallout. But
1: that's that's why I said Skyrim because I've never
0: played Fallout. That's that that's fair. But yeah, I do think they're trying to distance themselves from that Skyrim label now, though, because people keep giving them shit for releasing it on every device known to man. Um... <laughs>
1: it's just like uh, the, the Grand Theft Auto Five has seen well, yeah what. Three, three PlayStations and the PlayStation Two saw three uh, Grand Theft Autos.
0: And people just like fucking with Todd Howard because when the <laughs> first did, did press conferences, they weren't that great. But like, Bethesda, because yeah, because oh they're God. not the only ones that do it. Like GTA re-releases, Final Fantasy games like re-re-release all the goddamn time, and nobody yeah, ever blames But <laughs> no, but no, the moment Skyrim does it, um, yeah. No. Like, yeah, I, Skyrim, I, there's like seven I... different versions of Final Fantasy IV. <laughs> you know.
1: Still pissed that my ex made me pawn my my copy of Skyrim and my PS3, and I never got it back. Still pissed <laughs> off about that. I lost so many hours on Skyrim. So yeah, many but now hours. there's better
0: versions of it.
1: True, but I lost all of that, All of that time.
0: Yeah, but if you had bought the newer versions, you'd have to start it over anyways. You're not wrong.
1: (laughs) It's a completely
0: different game. That's Um, that's fair. I mean, not completely different, but you know what I mean. Yeah, Um, yeah. But yeah, Starfield does look good. I was skeptical at first because I was like, is this going to be another No Man's Sky situation where it starts off like... Where they're getting overly ambitious, and they're, like, they promise all this stuff, and then you go to play the game, and it's just, like, an empty void of boring nothingness. Right. Like, No Man's Sky is good... No Man's Sky is good now, but you know how many years and update patches it took them to get there? Dude. Like, people forgave them. You ain't lying. Sure. But it's weird to me that, like, like yeah, it's good that we moved on and all that, but, like, I hope they realize... I hope developers don't see that as an excuse to just release games broken and then fix it later, which is what a lot of them seem to be doing. Yeah. You know, they're like, ah, we got a release window. We got to push this out by. We'll just fix it in patch, (laughs) you know. Yeah, that's not a good... Instead of fix it in post, we'll
1: fix it in patch. That's not a good mentality. It's really not. It's not good business practice. It's...
0: No, it's not, and a lot of them have been doing that on purpose, I think, I think which is yeah. really shady. Yeah. But, but a lot of them do put good quality, and you can tell the developers who actually try it. Oh, yeah, like San, most definitely. Like Santa Monica, Mo- oh. you know.
1: Oh, Santa Monica knows what the fuck they're doing. hmm
0: And Naughty Dog, you know, people like Naughty that. Naughty Dog, yes. like The people I'm who told. you put a lot of love and thought into their... Products and aren't just trying to rush it out. And, you know, it's not the developer's fault. Right. Most of the time, it's it's the publishers. It's the publishers who are trying to meet yeah. deadlines for, for stockholders is what it is. Mm-hmm. But the developers are the Speak. ones who take all the heat because they're the ones that the publishers put out on the front lines. But, yeah, so... <laughs> Uh so basically I was worried that they might be a little overly ambitious with this but after seeing the Starfield direct after the showcase I'm a little more at ease. I it seems like they're going to have yeah, enough content to, to justify this. And from what I saw uh-huh. it looks like it looks like you can scan a planet ahead of time and see yes. what's on it. To see whether or not it's even worth landing on in the first place so you don't waste any time. And it's going to have NPCs and side quests and stuff like that. So it's going to be like an... I think it's going to be closer to the Outer Worlds than it is anything else. Which was an Obsidian RPG that was similar to Fallout but in space. So I think this is like going to be... They're doing the No Man's Sky procedurally generated planets thing. But that, but they're doing it in a sort of, like, fallout E style, like, setting in space. Okay. Um, in a, Yeah. So, I am interested, and it's gonna be free day one on Game Pass, so, you know, I don't have to worry about, yes, like, spending it is. Any, any money on it. I can just, like, download it and give it a go and see what I think. It'll be exactly. easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Worst case scenario, I don't like it and I delete it. No harm, no foul. That part. <laughs> Exactly, you know, um, Xbox
1: was very generous with their uh, with their lineup this year.
0: Everything's yeah, like,
1: coming to Game Pass.
0: Yeah, you know, like I by the end of that showcase, uh, the terms "world premiere" and "coming day one" to Game Pass were stuck in my head.
1: Like, <laughs> bro, I ain't even gonna lie that all of the all of what Xbox did was a direct. It was in direct response of PlayStation's showcase.
0: I believe it. I believe it. Well, they even came out on Twitter and said, they said, no fancy CGI trailers in our showcase. It's all going to be in-engine footage.
1: Yeah, that. It's it's all... It's, it's all direct... Uh, in direct response to PlayStation. Well... But well, that's no, i like PlayStation enough. came out, liked, swing, PlayStation both, came out shake, swinging I, with that Spider Man game, though.
0: They did. Oh, they definitely did. I enjoyed <laughs> both shows very did. much. Xbox also came out swinging with Fable, so that was pretty.
1: That, that, that was pretty. Right through the gates, too. Right their opening the gates. was
0: gates. Their opening was ex, as exciting as Jeff Keighley's closing, you know?
1: Oh, dude, you ain't lying.
0: So yeah, Xbox Man. put on a, a pretty decent show this year. Um I do wish yeah, it was a do. little bit a little bit longer. Like since they had a whole thing dedicated to Starfield at the end, they didn't need to stick a, another Starfield trailer in the middle of the showcase. They could have like used that slot for something <laughs> else. But
1: That's right, yeah. yeah they could have done that.
0: But either way, though, I do wish it was a little bit longer, but it was, it was fine. And oh, yeah. And like, like every year, after Xbox was the PC gaming showcase, which talked about a bunch of games coming to PC, but a lot of them are multi-platform coming to consoles, too. And just a quick-fire uh-huh. list that I had for this. I will say um, the hosts this year... It's the same hosts as it is every year, but like this year, the, the gimmick they were doing, like they were making fun of AI and all that, it was bad it was really really bad it was not great was it? um yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was it was it was it was cringy but the games that interested me were um navalis Ebene- ebenezer and the invisible world which is a metroidvania game about ebenezer scrooge um mm-hmm. sulfur sulfur eternites again pax day okay. stampede, stampede racing royale Islands of Insight, Citizen Sleeper 2, Critter Cove, Hidden Door, Miasma Chronicles, Invector Rhythm Galaxy, which is a a, a sequel to uh, Avicii Invector, which was a rhythm game full of Avicii songs that I really liked, but now they're doing a, a full game with more artists in it. Um the Invincible, Shadow Gambit, The Cursed Crew, Atomic Picnic, Droll's Brother, and the Most Important Game in the Galaxy. What a title that one is. Uh, macabre, uh, Earthless, My Friendly Neighborhood, Bloomtown, and Dune Awakening, which is an MMO about Dune. Um,
1: yes, Dune. The Dune game is going to be interesting.
0: Yes, yeah. It's, a, it's an MMO. I don't know much I mean, I, I, about
1: Dune, but... I don't know much about... You'll probably be running
0: running Spice Farms.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: The Spice Melange, watching out for the giant sandworms.
1: Yes, Um, that. I I watched the movie. (laughs) The movie was decent. I'm excited for the second one.
0: And then the next day, the big... Things we had Ubisoft and Capcom, and both of them didn't really have so much new announcements. I mean, there were a few, but most of it was just like extended looks at things we already knew about, but they were good extended looks. I dare, I dare even say that Ubisoft might have had the best performance, Uh, like the best showcase, the best showcase performance wise out of the whole thing yes like they they, they came they came with it they knew they were putting on a show and they put on a show you know it was and they had a small stage and a small audience and they still came with it mm-hmm. like i was i'm you excited
1: know. for the uh the anime show that's coming out to netflix oh the, would that be Cap- like a captain laser the-
0: hawk the blood dragon remix yes
1: yes so that's Cap- based captain, off captain of laser uh, hawk yes
0: that's based off of a DLC game for Far Cry 3 called Far Cry Blood Dragon.
1: Okay. But I noticed yep. in the trailer they had a bunch of like Ubisoft uh, like original references. like characters like references. a lot of Ubisoft character references. Like the frog in uh, the, and the one Assassin's Creed really... outfit. Yep, the frog in the Assassin's Creed outfit. Yep. That one is yeah. the, that that actually stood out the most. That's that stood out the, the the most for me.
0: Definitely. Um, yeah, we got another look and a longer look at Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora.
1: Um, oh yes, I, I cannot, know you're excited. I am, you play I, I am fucking excited for this.
0: Yeah, it does. It does oh, look good man. to me. It,
1: dude. I thought the I second movie the was shit uh, was just
0: game. okay, I, but I am I very interested in the game.
1: I think. When this game comes out, I'm going to grind as hard on this game as I did for Hogwarts Legacy. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely
0: interested in um, checking it out. I don't know if it'll be like a day one purchase, probably a Gamefly rental. I do want to try it. It's definitely on my list.
1: I fully plan on buying this thing. I, I fully plan on buying this game, and I am going to love every minute of it because I've always wanted to explore the world of Pandora like that. Now, that's not to say I can't go and visit the world of Pandora at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida at some point, but that's that's a, that's a, that's a story for another day.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Now, I do want to point out... Um... For one particular reason, that when they announced that Skull and Bones is finally getting a closed beta, after all these years of being announced um, Dude, and nothing happening, I went they, and, they I announced went and, it with uh, Home Free.
1: Yes, I immediately went and downloaded that song on Apple Music.
0: Yeah, Home Free, the acapella group, um, very good performance. Yeah, it was. There
1: very good performance from uh from home free i i love that worth mentioning also
0: now that just dance is apparently an esports game now which makes sense because competitive dancing is a
1: sport so i uh yeah no no kidding um there i went and like actually looked at their apple music page and they uh they have a couple of other songs um that i that i enjoy they have sea shanty medley and they did a cover of Ray Stevens' um, Mississippi Squirrel Revival. Nice. You know, um, the guy that did uh, The Streak and Guitarzan.
0: Right, okay. Yeah. Um, and of course, we got a deeper look at Prince of Persia, and but we talked about that one. Yes. I, and of course, you know, I can't get past a Ubisoft thing without mentioning Assassin's Creed. And it's worth what Bro. really stood out to me. Is that we're getting? I'm getting. We're getting a, a VR Assassin's Creed game on the MetaQuest 2, which is a headset I own, where you get to relive moments from the games as Ezio, Cassandra, and Connor from Assassin's Creed Two, Three, and Odyssey. No, Two Odyssey and Three, respectively. Ezio's from Two, Cassandra's from Odyssey, Connor's from Three. Um, so that's gonna be cool, but. What yeah. did what did irritate me a little bit, we didn't get any updates on Assassin's Creed Hex or Hex-A. Um I'd like to see more about that. But also, it turns out Assassin's Creed Jade is a mobile game, which I'm not against mobile games, but I thought we were finally getting an Assassin's Creed game in feudal Japan. Turns out it's actually in China, and it's a mobile game, so not a full open-world RPG. It still looks good, like, graphically, even especially for a mobile game, but I am a bit... A bit jaded, so to speak. No pun intended, because you know it's Assassin's <laughs> Creed, codenamed Jade, and I'm a bit jaded. Um, but yeah, um, oh, yes. no. But seriously, but that's okay. But because they won me back with the with Assassin's Creed Mirage, getting an extended look at that and seeing more about it. Yeah and from from what I can see, it looks like it's it's going back to the series roots, where it's focusing more on stealth and parkour again. But it's taking elements. Yeah. Some of the best elements from the entire series, so it's it's a lot like the first game setting-wise, but then the gameplay is similar to like the Ezio trilogy, where you're like doing parkour and stealth, but you're also you got like smoke bombs and shit you can throw, and um, like firecrackers Mm -hmm. you can distract people with, and poison like poison traps you can lay, stuff like that. Um, And then Mm -hmm. also you have a bird. Like you do in the newer games that you can use to survey areas, but enemies can also take your bird out if you're not careful. So that was uh, very, very interesting to me. Um, But you also get traditional eagle vision as well. So there's two ways to see things. So, I am so excited for that. I can't fucking wait. It has been way too long since we've had a traditional Assassin's Creed game. They did a fun thing with the open world RPGs, but, like, those are some chonky games. It's time to get down to a nice condensed experience again. nice straightforward linear Assassin's Creed game. Yep, And that comes out at the end of the year. I can't fucking wait. uh,
1: Nice.
0: And we got a deeper look at Star Wars Outlaws as well, which has Yes th- we did. The gameplay in we that. We got looks some gameplay amazing. on it
1: too. Yeah. It does. Yeah. The gameplay on Star Wars Outlaws looks amazing. It does. I love it. It I reminded me this.
0: it reminded me a lot of the newer Assassin's Creed games where they were trying to be stealthy and then they fucked it up and they had to like fight their way out and then they ran and but instead of getting on a horse they got on a speeder and they just took off while they were being chased like that. It's Assassin's Creed with a Star Wars skin on it in every sense of the Absolutely, word. Absolutely,
1: yeah. It really I'm, is.
0: I'm down. I'm down. I'm down with it. Like, I, I'm i yes. not excited for that one. Um, any other huge standouts for you from the Ubisoft one? Um, I know you said um, Avatar.
1: Avatar was the biggest one, actually. Um, other than the, the Ubisoft. And the, that might... anime. The, the anime, yeah. I think those are the only two things that really stood out for me. Um... No, but yeah, they they did good. I um, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of the Assassin's Creed games, but I would actually, given my history with VR, I would be willing to try the Assassin's Creed VR game.
0: Oh boy, that seems like it would be a tough one. I feel like that's a more like uh, seasoned VR player experience. What with all the jumping off roofs and shit. <laughs> um, I
1: st- I still want to fucking try it.
0: But fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, um, I'll give it a try. Be- if
1: I if I if I get motion sickness, it's it it. it I just know that I can't do
0: it. Well, I I, I I'll, I'll put it to you this way: like when I first. <laughs> tried vr i got sick all the time and what i had to do was i had to put it down walk away for a little bit until i felt better then come back put it back on and keep going and the more i did that the more i built up a tolerance and the less sick i started Mm -hmm. getting now if i if i step away from vr for several months and come back to it i have to build up that tolerance Mm -hmm. again so i've been trying to spend more time in it to, to keep that tolerance going um but, yeah, it's definitely a person-by-person person thing, too. But the newer headsets are starting to get better about dealing with that kind of stuff. So um, Yeah. And it's funny you should mention VR, but we'll get there in a minute. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, Capcom had a little thing after Ubisoft. And, again, it wasn't anything huge, mostly an extended look at stuff we already knew about. But a few, like, the yeah, newer Capcom... things they talked about. Yeah. Okay.
1: The one thing that stood out for me the most was Exo Primal. It reminds it gave off huge Metroid meets Jurassic Park vibes.
0: Okay, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, it that is a game I would play if I had a group of people to play it with, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Like if if some buddies wanted to get together and play that one, I would play it. It does look interesting with that whole, with that aesthetic. I thought you were going to say yeah. though, the fact that we got an extended look at Dragon's Dogma 2. Um,
1: Dude, I would, okay, so nice. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get to, I didn't get to play the first Dragon Dog Dragon's Dogma. But this looks like something that I could get into.
0: It's not too late. They actually mentioned in their showcase that a bunch of their games are on sale, and one of them is Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen, which is the first game, plus its expansion.
1: Ooh, how much is it? I I have no idea. (laughs) Because that looks like my kind of game.
0: I also wanted to point out that we got a bigger look at Path of the Goddess, which really stood out to me just for being as weird as it is. I have no idea what the hell is going on in that game. All I know is I want to play it. It, it's, it's, it, it looks extremely hard to follow, but extremely fun to play. Um, and Pragmata stood out to me, and Ghost Trick Phantom Detective as well. Um, I also had to take note that they are releasing another trilogy of remastered Ace Attorney games, because like those games or uh-huh. not, everyone has to respect Ace Attorney's like history and gaming culture, because that guy is a meme at this point, you know? <laughs> Objection! You know, <laughs> that's... Like Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney is a meme at this point. Like I'm pretty sure Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law was meant that. to be like a joke based on that, you know.
1: Dragon's Dogma, Dark Arisen, Dar- uh-huh. is five dot five dollars and thirty nine cents with with PlayStation Plus right now. It's eighty two percent off. That is a
0: huge sale. Holy shit. That's a good grab.
1: Fucking, that's a fucking bad. I I I'm, I'm getting that like now.
0: Oh, here your, ladies, blokes and non-binary folks, you are experiencing uh live this is uh, an, this, is an, this
1: is an this this is an impulse purchase mm. right here.
0: Yep, you are you are experiencing a live impulse purchase. Exclusive content that you can only hear on the Overcast. <laughs> it's <a deafening> thing. <laughs> no, oh my gosh.
1: Overall, though the cap shit. the
0: Capcom showcase was kind of underwhelming, but like it was it was nice to get some updates on some of those things. So I was looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then there was one more thing that happened today. And it, this is, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a I'm kind of a simp for VR if I'm being honest, so'm this my list for this one is long. But there was an upload VR showcase today that I watched um, bef- before we recorded this. And I have a long list of things that stood out to me from this one, and I'll only like dig into like one or two of them. but my list from the upload VR showcase, and these are all games coming to PS VR2. Mm-hmm. MetaQuest Two and Pico Four, um, okay. All, all, you, and Steam VR. All these things. So, um, Arcade Legends, Case File Mysteries, Toss. I expect you to die three. Uh, the events at Unity Farm, Tin Hearts, Mindset, Voxis, Crumbling, Crumbling, Happy Funland, which the name Happy Funland is misleading because it's a horror game. Uh, about a right. th- about a haunted theme park. Um, mm-hmm. Madison VR, Mecha Force, Numada VR, Out of Hand, Gazler's Throwback, Pixel Rip 1978, Power Wash Simulator VR, uh, Dis- uh, Disinc- uh Discronia Episode 3 Puzzle, Uh, The Burst, Sushi Ben, Retropolis 2, Never Say Goodbye, No More Rainbows, Dungeon Full Dive, Sand in Hand, Grimlord, Broken Specter, Synapse, Lo-Fi, and Arashi. Yeah, I wanna say, I take back what I say about Synapse in the PlayStation Showcase episode we did, Mm -hmm. seeing it again, it actually looks really cool because you have telekinesis powers and you can use them to, like, throw people around and shit, so that, (laughs) that looks cool. Um... I want to call out I Expect You to Die 3 because it's the third game in a series of VR games where you're basically like a James Bond type spy trying to get out of these Mm -hmm. scenarios. Um, Mm -hmm. Usually they're timed like you have to solve a puzzle before a bomb goes off or something. I did a Let's Play of the first one but I haven't played the second one yet but I distinctly remember there being a part in the first one where I was like ooh I wonder what happens if I dip the cigar in this bottle of alcohol and then it exploded and scared me. (laughs) So (laughs) I remember that. um, So there was that. Um, So, yeah, I expect you to die three means I'm going to have to hurry up and play the second one now. Um, Pixel Ripped 1978. I want to point out because I played the first game in that series. This is like the third or fourth one they've made. But the very first game I played, I forgot what year it took place in. But in that game, you were a kid in school with a little handheld game system that you were trying to hide from your teacher. So, like, in the VR thing, you're trying to, like, look down and play this game that is on represented by the controller in your hands and you're trying to like play it, but then you're also trying to look up and make sure the teacher doesn't catch you playing it. It's crazy. And now it's Mm -hmm. evolved into something completely different. Pixel RIP 1978 as you playing as a game developer for Atari and you get like sucked into a game world. It looks really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Pointing, I just want to point out power wash simulator VR because power wash simulator is super popular and now it's coming to VR. Um, and Putzel, I wanted to point out because it's a puzzle game uh, about putt putt golf. It's a putt putt puzzle game, <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to. That's why it's called Putzel. Um, good luck saying that with a lisp. So that that was yeah. So that was the VR showcase um, for me. So those were the big. Um, Those were all the things. That was Summer Game Fest. That was the whole thing from start to finish. uh, A week long of showcases. Um, I just wanted to make sure that even if we didn't dive deep into all of them, that all of them still got at least a little mention. Um, But yeah, it sounds like the big standouts here are definitely Spider-Man, Prince of Persia, Alan Wake, Star Wars, Starfield, Avatar, Assassin's Creed, um... Uh, Banishers, um, avowed, uh, Exoprimal. Um, we meant you mentioned mm-hmm. Fable. Yeah, Exoprimal. Fable. Yeah, F- Fable. Yep. Fable, Hellblade Two, Clockwork Revolution. Yeah. those were the the like some of the big ones. Um, okay, yeah, and you said Wallace and Gromit stood out to you as well.
1: Uh, yeah, one of those. So Forza Motorsport.
0: Yeah, Forza Motorsport. Yep, that too. Avatar. That too. Yep, the we Avatar. got. Yep, yep. Okay, and so those were And of course, the...
1: Dragon's Dogma too.
0: Yep, yep, yeah. Looking forward to that as well. And it's going to be a while. But... Speaking
1: speaking of Dragon's Dogma, it is downloading in my PS5 as we speak.
0: I'll be interested in hearing what you think of it. Now, it's been a long time since I've played it, so if you uh, if you t- take my pawn uh, for your for your adventures. They're probably not going to be super impressive, but, you know.
1: (laughs) Fair enough.
0: But um, you're more than welcome to it. It should, like, base it off people who are on your friends list who also have played the game, so. But, alright, well, um, so overall, uh, how do you feel about this year's Summer Game Fest as a whole? Like, the whole week put together?
1: Bro, I um,
0: My it was
1: a great, great event. I loved what it, absolutely and loved no every president. minute of it. And I'm, uh, awesome, from what I watched.
0: Yeah, Man, me too, dude. Me too.
1: There, there was a lot of surprises and a lot of interesting and things. The
0: company, yes, right. there was. Uh, Yeah, I was definitely surprised by a few things. I mean, there is still that, like... There's still a little something missing that E3 had that this doesn't. And I think it's, like, the theatricality... Like, the whole, like, the whole gaming Super Bowl overhype thing that they did. It's kind of... I I would say Mm. Summer Game Fest is actually more of a more laid-back, mellow experience in comparison. But, um, but it's still exciting, you know? If you care about gaming at all as a whole, or, like, gaming as an art form, or just, like... Or just, if you just like to celebrate gaming, then it's definitely a good event for that. Um,
1: Oh, most definitely.
0: And, um... But yeah, uh, we do have. I, I think it's in August, um, Gamescom, where Jeff Keighley will be traveling to um, Europe to host yes. Gamescom opening night live, and we yes. will we will check that out and cover it as well because that usually has a bunch All of right. big announcements too. So Gamescom okay. is ba- right. Gamescom is basically like European E3. So nice, um, okay, and and then later in the year. Much later in the year, around November uh, The Game Awards uh, nominees will be announced And we'll do an episode talking about our, our, our personal picks and predictions for the Game Awards And then after the Game Awards airs, we will do an episode talking about the winners and the announcements Because the Game Awards is not only about the awards But also about the world premiere trailers and surprises that they have It's like getting another E3 at the end of the year
1: so
0: but now yeah so we'll be we'll be covering those things when they happen but for now it sounds like that'll be the end of this episode so once again thank you all so much for listening if you're watching this on YouTube let me know in the comments down below what your favorite announcements were uh, from the game Summer Game Fest this year. Uh, If you enjoyed the video, go ahead and click that like button. If you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and follow if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review. And uh, if you would like to email me your answers, your favorite Summer Game Fest announcements, anything like that uh, that you want me to read on the show, you can email me at M-R-O-V-E-R-S-O-U-L-5-3 at gmail.com um, again I have been Justin aka Oversoul and you can find me on Twitter at Oversoul53 and of
1: course on YouTube as
0: Oversoul Gaming and you and,
1: and I have been Nick aka The Vaping Fiend and you can find me on The Vaping Fiend on Twitter uh, the.vaping.fiend on TikTok The Vaping Fiend on Twitch, and as well as PlayStation. On PlayStation as well.
0: (laughs) That thing I'm downloading the game on right now.
1: Yeah, that thing I'm downloading Dragon's Dogma on right now.
0: (laughs) Alright, well. That'll, again, that'll be it for this episode. Um, Hope you all had a happy Summer Game Fest. Thank you for listening. Yes. And we'll catch you in the next one. Good night, everybody.
1: Bye.